At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports betting network always on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R, and at V Sin Live. Game three of the NBA Finals. We waited a long time. We finally got it. The Boston Celtics beating the Golden State Warriors 116 100, covering the three and a half point spread as the record extends to what, 63 0 1 since 2010 in NBA Finals games of a spread of six or less. The winner covers every single time the under 214 does not come in because it finishes at 216 and what a miracle it was just to even get to that 216 the Warriors and Celtics combined for just 34 points in the fourth quarter with about two and change left Steve Kerr kind of you know threw in the towel put in the reserves and uh, the Celtics eventually did the same, and they win 116-100, take a two games to one lead. This was a spot we were all over the Celtics, love them here. Their record after a loss now in these playoffs, 7-0, both straight up and against the spread. They have not lost back-to-back games in nearly six months. They're now, what is it, 14-1? and ATS and straight up, or 14-1 straight up after a loss since January 23rd. I mean, this team is just playing on another level. And going into this series, I felt that the Celtics were slightly disrespected in the price. I felt that the Celtics were maybe a step a little bit above the Golden State Warriors. I love the youth. I love the athleticism. I spent so much time here on this show looking at the units for both teams. And right now, the scoring duo of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are winning out despite a very good performance from Klay Thompson here in game number three. Tatum scored 26 points, Jalen Brown 27 points, Curry with 31, and Thompson with 25 I looked at the defense, the rebounding of Robert Williams, Marcus Smart, and Al Horford compared to Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, and Kevon Looney, and I favored 
the Boston Celtics group. Draymond Green had just two points in this game and four rebounds. Marcus Smart had 24 points and seven rebounds to go along with five assists. Al Horford, 11 points, eight boards, six dimes. Robert Williams with 10 uh, rebounds and four blocked shots. While Kevon Looney just played 17 minutes, did rack up seven rebounds. And I just thought that the size and physicality of the Celtics was going to win out in this series. And I still feel this way. I feel even stronger about it with the series now, a 2-1 lead in favor of Boston. So we know that the Warriors were the favorites before the series. About 155 or so. And it was a little bit, it was priced a little bit more than home court advantage, right? If, if excuse me, if all things were equal and both teams are on even footing, the home court advantage, you'd probably say 130, maybe 140. Well, they were at 150, 155. So giving them a little bit of an edge. They open up three and a half point favorites in game number one. Celtics win. And then there's a little bit of a, a push And I understand it because the zigzag, playing with a little bit of desperation, can't go 0-2 at home. And so the spread moves up about a point. And the Warriors win. Now we flip to Boston, spread three and a half. And the market shifted after game one with Boston winning and stealing home court advantage. The market shifts. Boston goes from an underdog in the series to about a 170 favorite. And then the most dramatic overreaction of them all. And this is, this is the point that I tried to hammer home all throughout this week. When the Warriors win game two, nothing about the series really changed. Yes, it was even at a game apiece, but Boston still had home court advantage. And if you looked at each game, Boston a a three-and-a-half-point favorite in game three, and then projecting ahead likely the same, three-and-a-half in game four, three-and-a-half in game six. That's ten-and-a-half points. If the Warriors are three-and-a-half points at their home floor, That's a a three-and-a-half-point gap. At a a three-and-a-half-point gap, you'd make the Celtics probably minus 160. But let's be a little bit aggressive here. Let's give the Warriors four points on home court. So if the Warriors are four-point favorites in games five and seven, that's a gap of two-and-a-half points. Still, Boston should be about 130 to 140 favorites in the series but they were only minus 115, and it did not make sense. So now what's the overreaction after a Game 3 victory for Boston? They are now minus 230 to win this series, and the Warriors are plus 190. What I'm even more curious about now 
is if the Warriors win game four, which my early lean is on the Warriors in game four. I just think this series is going seven. What is the price then on the Boston Celtics? It'll be 2-2. And think about this. It'll be 2-2. And the Warriors would regain home court advantage. And by doing so, they have, obviously they're tied 2-2. They have two of the next three games in San Francisco. Game number five and game number seven. I think the Warriors, with a win in game number four, go from plus 190 to probably, judging by the the pre-series price, they might go from plus 190 to minus 160. Maybe even higher. Which is just crazy to think about. Really is. I I, I think that the, the series price overreaction is... Funny going from game to game. It's just it is what it is, but that's what you're gonna have. That's what's gonna happen. The market reacts accordingly to each win. And so now we have the Celtics with a two games to one lead. And what went wrong for the Warriors, really? Well, Draymond Green gave you nothing offensively. Wiggins gave you 18. I mean, you scored a hundred points. Nothing from the bench. Absolutely nothing from the bench. Otto Porter gives you six points. Jordan Poole gives you 10. Peyton comes in, plays, tries to lock it down defensively, but Tatum distributes the ball and gives it to, you know, Jalen Brown, who got off to a hot start, and Marcus Smart, who finished uh, strong, making uh, a couple of three-pointers there at the end. I just think this Celtics team is really too good. And as good as they are, I felt like they were a little bit undervalued. And the defense, not enough is being said about the defense. It's crazy because that's the first thing that people talk about with this Celtics team, but it's still not talked about enough. I was listening on the radio to the fourth quarter as I was driving into work, and Doris Burke was just gushing over the Celtics defense. And she made a, a fantastic point that there was about, at, at, at about five minutes left in the game. Okay? The Celtics had only three team fouls. Then you think about that. They only had three team fouls at that point. And we're talking about, I guess, like in the you know, fourth quarter, second, you know, for the boat towards the bonus and all that stuff. They play such good defense without fouling. They're long, they're athletic, and they go from side to side, baseline to baseline. It's just it is very impressive to watch this Boston Celtics team play defense. And were there a couple of lapses? Yes, Mark Jackson made note of it on the broadcast where you know they were not 
fighting through some of the screens and they gave Steph Curry too much space on the screen and roll for him to... At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Shoot some threes, including the one where Horford got in and and fouled him because he, you know, that was the seven point play. Pretty crazy. But even with Steph Curry doing what he did, scoring 31 points, making the six three pointers. It's not enough. It's not enough to beat this Celtics team. And I don't know if the Warriors are going to be able to get enough to beat this Celtics team two more times. Maybe once. I don't think two more times. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zin Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zin Nicotine Pouches are smoke free, spit free, and available in 10 varieties, and they come in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zin, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. When thinking about the uh, Celtics winning this title, or the Warriors, let's say, coming back and winning this NBA Finals. They, um, they need to win three of the next four games. Right? Is that right? There's three, there's four games left in this series. They trail two games to one. They would need to win three of the next four games. When you consider what the Boston Celtics have done in these playoffs after a loss, 
going 7-0, both straight up and against the spread. When you consider what Boston has done since the end of January, after a loss, going, what is it, 14-1 and straight up, how confident can you be in the Warriors winning three of the next four? Because if that's the case, at some point, they're going to have to win back-to-back games. They can't alternate here because a win for them in game number four, a win for Boston in game five, a win for the Warriors in game six, a win for Boston in game seven. There's no, there's no alternating here. They have to win back-to-back games against a team that doesn't lose back-to-back games. So how confident can you be in the Golden State Warriors to win, these, to win this series? I am not at all. Then again, I never was because I've been on Boston before the series started. And if the Warriors do win game four, they're going to flip. They're going to be favorites because they'll have game number five and game number seven at, uh, at home. But I think Boston has as good a shot as any to win one of those games. Let's check in on the NBA Finals MVP market. As our very own Jonathan Von Tobel tweeted out some odds, uh, Jason Tatum is your favorite. Makes sense. He's at plus 115. Steph Curry is at plus 190. Jalen Brown, plus 340. Marcus Smart, 33-1. to one. Your current MVP odds for the NBA Finals. And let's take a look at some of the uh, performances here. From Jason Tatum, who still, from an efficiency standpoint, not having the best scoring series. But I don't want to be mean. The voters aren't going to look at that. The voters are only going to look at the points and the assists. And the voters are going to see that in game one, He took what the defense gave him, and yeah, he only had 12 points, but he racked up 13 assists. Then they're going to say in game two, he scored 28 points. And in game three, 26 points and nine assists. That is what the writers are going to be saying about Jason Tatum. What they should be saying is Jalen Brown scored 24 points in game one and was the spark in that fourth quarter comeback. All right, 17 points in game two is not great, but he had 27 points with nine rebounds and five assists in this game number three win. That's what they should be saying. What they could be saying but they won't be saying (laughs) is my dude, Marcus Smart, (laughs) who had 18 points in game one, but only two points in game two, 24 points in game three with seven rebounds and five assists. And boy, you just got to think if Marcus Smart put up 
the same numbers that he had in this game three, in game two. First off, the Celtics win the game. Secondly, he's absolutely live for the MVP. But he did not. He had two points in that game number two on one of six shooting. The bottom line is we could talk about Jason Tatum. We could talk about anybody, Jalen Brown, whoever. Jason Tatum is winning this award. That's it. It's just what's going to happen. It's unfortunate. I think betting Jalen Brown prior to game three at nine to one was a great bet. And he backed it up. But 17 points in the first quarter was a, a team high 27 points. But Jason Tatum is the guy that is getting all of the attention. He's all the media is talking about. During the game broadcast, they're just gushing over what Tatum's doing. He's finding his teammates. He's being a facilitator. He's attacking the rim. He's trying to get to the free throw line, but he's not quite getting the calls. He's a superstar that doesn't get superstar treatment, right? That if LeBron James did the same thing, he'd be taking 15 free throws. But not Jason Tatum, who only got to the free throw line three times and went five of six from the line. You know what? I think right now you got Jason Tatum at a small price. He is the favorite, but I think instead of playing the Boston Celtics at minus 230, you can take Jason Tatum at even money or plus 115 to win the NBA Finals MVP because that's what's going to happen. If the Boston Celtics win this series, he's going to be the MVP. And it's not for lack of anybody else doing anything or it's strictly because the voters will not think about this. They will not dive deep into this. They're not handicapping this like we're handicapping this. What they are doing is just writing down names on a piece of paper and handing it in when it looks like the team is going to close out the game and win the award, or the game is over, submit submit your things before you f- submit your article. And it's Jason Tatum as the finals MVP. I'm Scott Sandberg. Hit me up on Twitter, at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. So game number four comes your way on Friday. The total staying right right on the same, 215, and the spread is exactly the same at three and a half. Do you buy into the zigzag? Do you buy into the Warriors evening up this series? Or do the Celtics on their home floor, like they did in game three, Feed off this crowd, feed off that energy, and take a commanding three games to one series lead. In my my first lean, 
is the Warriors. However, I can very easily see this being a Celtics win, 3-1 series lead. It goes back to San Francisco for Game 5. Warriors win that game. It's 3-2, Game 6 in Boston with a chance to close out the NBA Finals. I think that is your most likely outcome right now. And Boston winning 4-2 is your favorite for the most likely outcome at plus 200. We'll talk more about the NBA Finals coming up next. James Alberino, you follow him on Twitter, at Spread Investor, will join me here on the program, get his thoughts on this game and what he thinks right now before diving deeper into game number four coming up on Friday. This is The Look Ahead here on VCND Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. BetRivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead on VCNV Sports Betting Network. Joining us now is James Alberino, who you follow on Twitter, at Spread Investor. And James, what? Well, I'm going to ask you a two-part question here. First question is, what went right for the Boston Celtics in their Game 3 win tonight? Well, they started fast, which is what they had to do after what the Warriors did in Game 2. And they were a lot more physical. They they didn't overdrive to the basket. They didn't, they didn't run themselves into traps like they did in Game 2. The ball movement was a lot better. And... You know, even with Tatum getting swarmed on so many possessions, the Warrior, uh, the Celtics were able to to get open shots, and and they got hot from three. And what went wrong for the Golden State Warriors? Well, I don't think they're going to get enough contributions offensively from the role players the rest of the series, at least enough to win the series, and that was the case tonight. Steph, Clay, and Wiggins combined for 74 points out of 100, and they have Jordan Poole scoring 10. He hasn't gotten going really. You know, he had a good game, too. He struggled in game one. He struggled a lot since the, the Memphis series, really. And if he's not going, the Celtics just have too many guys, especially with Marcus Smart having a lot of 15-plus point games. He had 24 tonight. Um the Warriors didn't do a good job on the offensive glass. Rob Williams, Grant Williams had a lot of offensive rebounds, and Rob Williams was a big, big impact on the game, changing shots, blocking shots. So um, it, it's tough. The Warriors have an uphill battle. Do you think that the short turnaround uh, helps either team or hurts either team? It's probably... You know, Man, Rob, well, Robert, yeah, with Robert Williams, I mean, he looked great, and I think maybe the extended break kind of helped him get a couple of days off here. But now, with just a one-day turnaround, 
I mean, maybe there's a little bit of concern for Robert Williams. Yeah, I think in terms of him resting, obviously it favors the Warriors. I think in terms of the Celtics, um, in terms of them being on a high, it's probably it probably favors the Warriors a little bit on a quick turnaround. Um, Warriors sitting for two days with, with a bad taste in their mouth. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's a big, big factor outside of the rest. Anything intangible, I, I don't think is too big of a factor, but I think, yeah, Rob Williams' rest is. Do you think that this is a Warriors spot here with the way that this series has gone so far with each team trading victories? I do, and I still think the Celtics are the better team, but the Celtics have to put together two games in a row. They haven't done that in the playoffs really out. They haven't won in the playoffs outside of the net series in a spot where they had margin for error. So it'll be curious to see how they come out, but I think the way that they played tonight, their best is better than the Warriors best. Steph Curry and Clay were on fire and it still wasn't a game for a lot of points. So, um, yeah, if the Celtics figured out to, how to not get fat and happy uh, on these two days off, then, yeah, the, the game four is theirs if they want it. The thing that concerns me, if you are a Warriors backer in this series, is how incredible the Celtics have been after a loss. And in order to win this series, the Celtics are going to uh, have to lose back-to-back games they're, you know, the Warriors have to win three out of the next four, and I just don't see that happening, even if the Warriors win this game number four. Yeah, and I think Boston size is, is a big thing. You know, you, you saw it tonight. Rob Williams was all over in the paint, just on both sides of the ball. Lobs, um, blocking Steph Curry once he got by a defender. So I I don't know if, if the Warriors have enough outside of their top three guys. The, the Celtics are getting contributions outside of their top three. Mm. And they're getting offered to hit threes. They're getting Derek White consistently. They're getting Grant Williams now. Um, Otto Porter is going to have to have a big game off the bench. He's the only guy outside of Poole that could score enough for Golden State to really give a, a, enough of a push to compete with Boston's offense, especially with the way Jalen Brown's playing. The way he came out tonight, I think it was 17 points in the first quarter. Yep. If he comes out and plays strong the rest of the series, this is just uphill for Golden State. You were uh, on top of the the Celtics early in this game, uh, how strongly they came out and how strongly they've always come out here in these playoffs after a loss. What's your feel? I know you think it's a warrior spot here kind of in game four. What's your feel on the uh, start of the game, first quarter, first half-wise? I think it's going to be very physical. The Warriors are going to have to mix up some defenses in the first half. It's probably a a Warriors first-half spot. And I think they realize that as good as they are from the three ball, they finally have – met a team that is as good as them defensively and can hit as many threes, maybe not necessarily from the top three guys, but collectively, yeah, they can really compete with them from behind the line. So um, I think the Warriors are going to have to really, really muck this game up a little bit like they did in game two 
Um, yeah, I would look to play money line first half Warriors. So I think what you're saying is you might lean towards the under in this game. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a physical, think, ugly game. I think this is a game. You'll, you'll see more missed shots from Boston. And, yeah, even with as good of a game as Curry and Clay just had 100 points total. Yeah. That's that. Yeah, you're right on that. Um, in terms of the finals MVP market, Jason Tatum on the surface has been okay. If you dive deeper, he's he was bad in games one and two. I've made the argument as much as I think that Jalen Brown is live, I just can't see the voters giving it to anybody besides Jason Tatum because they're not going to dive deeper into his efficiencies or his plus minus in game number two. Uh, what what have you noticed from Jason Tatum? And do you think that if Boston does win two of the next games uh, that he will be the finals MVP? Yeah, well, tonight he was getting double teams. He was getting... You know, almost every possession, if he put the ball on the floor, he was getting that right by the three-point line, um, and he was still finding ways to score. It looked ugly at points, but it, he found his way to get to the basket. Um, I, I think stats will can get overlooked a little bit if the Celtics do win this and they look at and consider – how much Jason Tatum was double teamed, how difficult it was for him. Would his numbers be different if he wasn't the main guy, if he, if he was the number two, like Jalen Brown? So, um, yeah, he's still got at least one, two big games in him. And if he's putting up these type of numbers the last two games with the way the defense played, uh, if the Warriors slip up one of these games defensively, Tatum could go off for 30-plus again. Any uh, props that you're thinking about for game number four? So maybe something that you played yeah, in game three that you're going to play it again? The market, I've been playing Marcus Smart over three and a half. It's been basically three and a half rebounds almost every game. I think it was four, four and a half for one game. But he's gone tonight. It closed at minus 145, three and a half, went over. He had seven rebounds. He's gone over it 10 of the last 11 games. Overall, his PRA, two is low. Um, he's really stepped up his game since the, the end of the net series. His numbers have gone over. Yeah. I mean, he had a bad, bad game too, scoring wise, but, uh, still handling it from the defensive perspective and the rebounding perspective. What about maybe going in under on clay Thompson, not expecting him to have back to back 25 point performances? Yeah, I, I, I've been liking his under points. It was 19 and a half tonight. He went over. My only concern playing it again is if he, you know, he really got going. He saw the ball go through the hoop. Um, that being said, I, I agree with you. I tend to lean that it's hard to duplicate that twice in a row, but um, I'm going to sit on that before I lock anything, but I'll probably pass. All right, James, appreciate the time and the insight. Good luck in game number four on Friday, and we'll be uh, catching you uh, as we progress throughout. All right, thanks, bud. There he is, James Alberino, handicapper, joining us here. You can follow him on Twitter at Spread Investor. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You hit me up on Twitter at Scotts on Air, S C O T T S O N A I R. I tend to go with that Clay Thompson not putting together back to back top scoring games. I want to take a look at Clay's performances and see what he has done each time. He has gone over his scoring prop. What happens the next game? 
This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here. For only $39, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at vsin.com, and subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, Jonathan Von Tobel will have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want at the cost, is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vsin.com slash summer. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's a look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. I wanted to take a look at Clay Thompson's performances. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Here in the playoffs and what he did after a high scoring performance. Well, let's go back to the first round series against Denver. He had 26 in game number three and then bounced back with a 32 point performance in game four. All right. That was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, two days off in between those games. Okay. Good performance. The next top performance, I guess, was the 30-point performance in Game 6 against Memphis. Followed that up with just 15 points in Game number 1 against Dallas. He had the 32 points in the Game 5 win against Dallas, followed it up with a 15-point performance against Boston in Game 1. So now he has the 25-point performance, and I don't think I can bank on this guy in a short turnaround to have another 25-point performance. So uh, I would take a look at the under on Clay's points. Uh, Right now I'm seeing nothing listed right now. Here's what I'm seeing listed. Jalen Brown, 24.5. Jason Tatum, an adjustment down to 26.5. Marcus Smart, 14.5. Steph Curry, 29. 
and a half. And rebounds, Marcus Smart, four and a half. So there was an adjustment as to what uh, our friend James told us about the three and a half that he had been playing. So that is what we're at right now. Celtics minus three and a half for game number four on Friday. Total of 215. And uh, I'm honestly a little bit torn. You know, I, I think it's a good spot for the Warriors to bounce back and to, you know, continue this zigzag and, and extend this series beyond what it could possibly get to. But I really feel that the Celtics in six is the play here. And for that to play out, I'm I'm betting on probably the Celtics winning in game four, taking a 3-1 series lead, losing in San Francisco in game number five, returning back to Boston, winning it in game six. Speaking of winning, that is something that has not been happening with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim for quite some time. A franchise record now, what is it, 13, 14-game uh, losing streak? And this was the fun stuff that we were privy to uh, on Wednesday night. The Angels... Used decided to make a change by using Nickelback songs as their walk-up music in every at-bat this game. Shohei Otani and and oh the set list was uh was tweeted out. Otani got photographed. Joe Adele, rock star. Jared Walsh, how you remind me. Matt Duffy, someday. Juan Lagares, if today was your last day. Brandon Marsh, we stand together. Jack Mayfield, what are you waiting for? Kurt Suzuki this afternoon and Tyler Wade, animals. Did it work? Did it break the Angels out of their funk playing without Mike Trout? The answer is no, as they lose 1-0 to the Boston Red Sox. And now... They have lost a franchise record 14 straight games. What's unbelievable about the Angels, and forget about winning the division, because the Astros now are nine and a half games up in first place. But what's amazing is that They've lost 14 straight games, and they're still in second place. <laughs> they are 27-31 and 31 in second place in the AL West. Texas is 26-30. and 30. The Mariners are 26-31, and 31, and the A's are 20-38. and 38. And I, I, I was joking around about this. Because I thought that at some point they'd win a game here against the Red Sox. But if they don't, they got the Mets coming into town for three games. Then they drive up north to take on the Dodgers for two games. We could be looking at 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 straight losses is what we could be looking at. 
I mean, the, the Major League Baseball record is 23 games by the 1961 Philadelphia Phillies. The Baltimore Orioles in 1988 held a record of 21 straight losses. This is unreal. Right now in the regular season, the top losing streaks, um, we have... They'll start to make this list when they get to 18. So they're not on the list yet. But when they get to 18, they'll, they'll crack this list. Now, in terms of the uh, more recent teams that have struggled, last season, 2021, the Baltimore Orioles lost 19 straight games. First loss was against the Yankees on August 3rd. And their first victory was on August 25th. They beat the Angels. Prior to uh, 2021, it was the Royals in 2005 that lost 19 straight games. And the longest streak uh, before that was the Baltimore Orioles in 1988. 21 straight losses. That is the American League record for the most consecutive losses in the regular season. Maybe the Angels catch a break here. If they lose this game to the Red Sox, the Mets come into town possibly without Pete Alonso and Starling Marte in their lineup. So injuries certainly adding up for the New York Mets. In fact, that was a a team that I bet against here on Wednesday because those two players were not going to be in the lineup. And this is something, this is a lesson, and I can dive into this a little further. So last night I talked about this. I put the bet in last night, Padres minus 125. They went off at north of minus 140 in this game. So I was already shining up my CLV trophy. But you knew last night after Alonzo gets hit on the hand and has to go for x-rays, after Marte leaves the game with the strained quad, and hearing Buck Showalter's post-game comments, you knew both these players weren't going to be in the lineup today. So there was no reason not to fire on the uh, Padres last night with Manaya on the hill over Chris Bassett and with two of the biggest bats in the Mets lineup, including the biggest bat in the Mets lineup, not playing. You didn't have to wait until this lineup was announced hours before first pitch to know that those two guys were not going to play. Little things like this. Actionable info that you can gather just by paying attention. And we look for that every single night and every single day. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll uh, get more into the New York Mets and their injury concerns a little bit later on. Talk more about the Major League Baseball slate, what went down, what we expect to happen 
coming up here on Thursday. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare